This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. We're back. We are back with another episode of the Giant Up Podcast. It's so glad to be back. I'm your host, Joe. And let's get right into it, man. I don't even want to waste any time. Uh, first, let's talk about the Chiefs for a little bit, the Chiefs game. Unfortunately, I hate missing Giants games, but I've made a big move in my life. I live in San Diego now. I'm a West Coast boy, but still a East Coast boy at heart. But um, yeah, so I moved in San Diego, so I took a flight on Monday, and it was literally during the Giant game. I hated it. I hated that I had to do it. I actually missed a Nick game, too. They lost to the Raptors, so I don't care about missing that. But I was sad that I missed the Giant game. But let's talk a little bit about it. I looked a lot into it. I looked at the highlights. I actually watched the last five minutes. As soon as I landed, I watched the last five. And we were tied. And I was shocked to see it in the fourth quarter. Um, But just we just had so much unfortunate things go our way at the end of that game. We had that blown interception that Darnay Holmes had, which was just heartbreaking. And then we had the face mask penalty, which shouldn't have even been a face mask. And then they got another 15. Um, and from that point, we just kind of just didn't have enough left in the tank to try to come out and get that win in Arrowhead. But what an impressive game from the New York Giants. I mean, there's been a lot of disappointment this season. We know we wanted a better record. There's been a ton of injuries, but, and I know the Chiefs haven't been as good as they are, but it was a hell of a fight. It's tough to play on the road and it is especially tough to play in Kansas City especially with all these injuries. So I just want to give a lot of credit to the Giants as a whole, honestly. I mean, they're fighting as hard as they can to try to make something of this season because there's not a lot there's not a lot of direction right now with this team. It's so hard because we built a team this year. It's not like we're rebuilding. We built this team to go to the playoffs. And now we find ourselves with a 2 and 6 record. Um which is never what you want. But, I mean, Daniel Jones is still playing his heart out. He threw for 222 yards and two touchdowns with one interception. QB rating him 96. We love that. Kadarius Toney completed a pass, which was absolutely awesome. Love KT. It was good to see him back on the field. He only had four catches for 26 yards, but not a terrible game back. John Ross had that monster catch, which I love. He's just turning into a deep threat that was for cheap. Uh, John Ross was a great signing. He's been hobbled with injuries a lot this season, too, and that's the one thing that you get with a guy like that. But as we all like to say, speed kills. Devontae Booker played another solid game, 15 carries for 60 yards, and he had five catches for 65 yards. So in Saquon's absence, he's been stepping up. He's been playing as hard as he can, and it looks like we're going to probably have to rock with D-Book again because Saquon Barkley now has fallen ill with covid uh, he tested positive. I don't, uh, we wish him the best, but you know, that always, that always sucks. Uh, he's trying to come back from rehab from an injury and then he gets slammed with COVID. So that's just really unfortunate. That kind of sucks. But overall, those are the people I wanted to highlight. Um, and I can't be upset about a game like that. I, I, I know the chiefs aren't as good, but Man, did they fight hard. And now we have a team like the Raiders at home who are going through some turmoil right now. They had the turmoil with John Gruden. They have the turmoil with Henry Ruggs. He's off the team. And this is a different Raiders team that we're going to see. I mean, I know they're 5-2, and two, but we're home. 
The spread is Raiders minus three. I lo- I want to take the Giants. I really think the Giants are going to win this game. The Raiders are down bad. I mean, they just had a lot of things go unfortunate, unfortunately for them this season as well. We're looking like we're going to get some guys back here. I mean, unfortunately, we may have had Saquon back, but we just talked about that. He's probably not going to play. He isn't going to play. Uh, but there's um, – possibilities and I don't know if it's going to happen this week but Kenny Galladay could potentially play which is awesome uh he's actually trending towards playing so it'd be amazing to get him back we still will be without Saquon but we need our big man our weapon on the outside that we've been missing so much we need you back Kenny G you have been missed and it'd be great to get you back and if we do have him back in any capacity I really think we're going to pull out this win. I think we're going to take advantage of some of this uh, shakiness going on with the Raiders. And they're still a good football team. Like, we, I will not deny that. They are still a really good football team. There's a reason they're 5-2. and two. Derek Carr has been playing very good football this year. Their offense has looked electric at times. Um, uh, they have a good running backs. Josh Jacobs is back. They have Kenyon Drake. Uh, they have a good running back core. They're losing their best receiver, though, but Hunter Renfro's still been really sol- solid. Darren Waller's going to be half the guy we really look out for. Uh, he's an electric tight end, and he's kind of slowed up a bit this season, but he can have an explosive game. We need to make sure we're on top of Waller. Brian Edwards is a receiver that I really like. I actually have him in fantasy, and now with the hole that Henry Ruggs is leaving, someone's going to have to fill that. So Brian Edwards is a guy also to look out for. But those are kind of some of the main things, uh, the main focuses I think we should have with the Chiefs in, in terms of their offense. I think a lot of the focus should be on Darren Waller and stopping the run. I think they're going to be very run heavy. I think they're going to try to punch the ball down our throats with Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. We need to be ready for that because they want to open up the passing game, which is hurt without their biggest weapon. Uh by running the ball. Um, that's that's kind of what the, the what the Raiders staple was at a certain point was their running. So it's going to have to be a lot of Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams and 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 guys on the defensive line that are going to have to stuff that run. Linebackers are going to have to step up. We know we haven't had Blake all season. We're going to keep needing Tay Crowder and some other guys to come in there and step up. We're going to need Logan Ryan to have a really good game. I can see Logan Ryan playing well. He's just so smart, and he's usually in the right spot. He's going to have to take over as our leader on the defense. And listen, this isn't a team with deadly receivers. So Bradbury, Adoree Jackson, Darnay Holmes, the secondary, better have those receivers, though, covered up. Like, they're still good. I'm not going to deny Hunter Renfro isn't good. He is good. But... That passing game needs to be locked up. I'm, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of man-to-man, and I think we're going to be focusing a lot on the run and Darren Waller, who I don't want to forget about. I'd like to see who draws the matchup against Darren Waller. It's going to be interesting. We might see a little bit of McKinney on him. We might see a little Logan Ryan action. Who knows? Who knows what we're going to get here? But I think this is a winnable game, and I think this is a spread that a lot of people are going to be taking the Raiders. I really do. I think... People are going to be seeing minus three. They're going to be seeing how much the Giants are struggling. And I believe most of the bets are going to go the Raiders' way. And that's always that's always a telltale sign of when I like 
to take a team like the Giants. That's why I kind of want to suggest that because I think Daniel Jones is going to have a big game. I think he really wants to continue to show that he's been improving and playing well, and he's going to have his top weapon back, Kenny G, and he's going to have a big, big game through the air. I think he's going to be running the ball a lot more than he did last game. He only had 12 rushing yards. I think we got to keep that ball. I think we got to keep the ball rolling with the read options and stuff like that, getting him out in space, letting, giving him an opportunity to use his athleticism is the absolute key here with our offense. And then we're going to need another big game from Devontae Booker. This is a revenge game. He used to be a Raider. He knows what that's like. This is a Devontae Booker revenge game. So I'd be looking for him to have a good game, catching the ball as well. He's a good pass catcher. He's a good backup running back to have. I'll tell you that. I, I've been very pleased with Devontae Booker this year. He's been playing about as well as I thought he would, especially in the absence of Saquon. And then we're going to need guys like Kenny G. Listen, if Kenny G is, is going maybe 80% right now, 85%, he's going to play. He's not going to be 100%. He's still going to be a decoy out there. He's still going to be drawing a lot of tension from safeties and corners because he is a threat, and he is a big receiver, and he is hard for corners to cover. Uh so just having him back will open up the entire offense. I think Sterling Shepard has a big game. Because um, I'm not sure a lot of the attention will be on Kenny. A lot of the attention, you're going to have to look at John Ross, too. You're going to have to kind of pay attention to him when he's in. And, and we know what big plays Slay can do, too, sometimes. So I think Sterling Shepard's going to be wide open in that slot. I think we're going to be looking for him a lot. He's going to be a huge safety blanket option. And who knows, man? I, I don't know what's good with Evan Ingram. I don't know what's good. Like... I think we should have traded him at the deadline. I really do. I think we should have gotten anything that we could for him, even a fifth-round pick. But that's what they were kind of saying the market was for him, and I think we should have traded him. But, hey, he's still a giant. I made a poll the other day. I think he got around 47, 50 votes. Um, and obviously, like, over 70%, overwhelmingly, I think, as a fan base, we all wanted to see Evan Ingram go. His time is just – it's, it's – It's running out, you know. It's just running out. Um, but, yeah, I'm super excited about the Giants game against the Raiders. I think it's a winnable game. Uh, and then we head into a bye week after that. So it'd be nice to have that two-week break with a win on our backs because the media is a shit show. They'll be on you for a loss, and you'll be miserable for weeks reading Giants news. And if they win, it will be all positive stuff. Uh that's just the difference. That's how the New York media is. That's probably how a lot of media is everywhere. But but yeah, let's talk about one thing I wanted to talk about. I tweet every single time before a podcast to get shout out. Now I want to shout out the 1925 Big Blue Wrecking Crew, baby. We love you guys. We're always big supporters, big Giants fans. He asked me on the Twitter, what are advantages and disadvantages claiming OBJ versus claiming any more O-linemen? That's a great question. Um, Listen, I'm a guy who's extremely biased about OBJ because I still have love for him. I still have so much love for him. I mean, what he did in the New York Giants uniform was nothing short of miraculous. He was shattering records. He was making unbelievable plays. He was so exciting. But then there's the off-the-field stuff that we all know has been sort of the downside of obj you know there's some off off the field issues um he's a big personality but the thing is and this is the thing i've always said about obj and i will defend him till the end he's a damn hard worker 
there are some off the field shit that he does. Like he's a celebrity. Like he's got so much attention on him. And if he goes back to a big market, get ready for that attention once again to just blow through the roof wherever he goes. So that's what you're that's what you're getting when you sign a guy like Odell. You know you're going to be getting a lot of attention. And he's a guy that wants the the football. Him and Baker had no chemistry. That never worked with Cleveland. We fleeced Cleveland when we sent them Olivier Vernon and Odell, who both aren't on their team anymore. We got Dexter Lawrence, your Bill Preppers is obviously hurt. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, who's not on the team anymore, but those guys contributed. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is still one of our best defensive linemen, and and getting that first-round pick from Cleveland for Odell was just a fleece job. And that's the bottom line. But let me stay on your topic here, the advantages and disadvantages. So the disadvantages are clear. It's the off-the-field stuff, which I want to defend OBJ and say that it's like, let the man be himself. Let the man be himself because he's going to work his ass off for a team that gives him the opportunity to. That's why I hope he lands with like the Patriots or something like that because I know he'll work his ass off for a dude like Belichick. But, I mean, and the advantages are clear. I mean, he's an explosive wide receiver. I don't think it makes sense for the for the Giants to sign him. It doesn't. We're extremely deep at receiver, especially getting guys back like Kenny Galladay. We have Shepard, Slayton, Ross, Kadarius, Tony. My God, don't let me forget him. Um, it just makes no sense to have Odell, unfortunately. I wish it did. I wish there was just some small amount of sense to bring him in because I love him so much and I'd love to see him back in a giant uniform, but right now it doesn't make any sense. KT is explosive, and we don't need any more receivers coming in and potentially taking playing time from him. Kadarius Tony needs to play. Now, if one of these guys went down with a season-ending injury, which is a horrible thing to say, and we hope does not happen, then that could open up a spot for Odell Beckham to potentially come back. But I don't think that's even in the question. The Giants will not sign uh, Odell Beckham Jr. right now. It's not the right time for either uh, player and the organization. It makes no sense. Odell needs to go to a contender. But um, I don't know if there are many advantages right now uh, with bringing in Odell for the Giants. There really aren't any. So. I think 100% claiming an, claiming an offensive lineman would be way smarter. It's like, it's where we're having the most trouble. I mean, even claiming a linebacker. I know Jalen Smith got cut by the Cowboys and he got cut by the Packers this year, but I don't know if it would hurt to take a flyer on him. I mean, we're thin at linebacker. Why not just take a flyer? Like, he got cut by two teams, so obviously there's clearly something going on. But who knows? Take some flyers on some guys, either in the linebacker core or the offensive lineman, because we could always use help at those two spots. But yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we love you guys at the 1925 Big Blue Wrecking Crew. Uh, and if you want to be shout out on the podcast and you want to have a topic talked about, go to my Twitter at GiantUpPod. It's that simple, people. But uh, yeah. I just want to let you guys know that I love you guys and I love everyone who's still been supporting the podcast. We're never going to stop. We're never going to stop cooking here over at the giant up, uh, the giant up family, you know, we're growing and growing. And, uh, I just want to shout out roster up too for still letting me do this. You know, it's the dream job doing a giants podcast. Um, I love talking about the G men and I love talking to people everywhere, finding new fans all over the place. Uh, that's the beauty of the internet. That's the beauty of social media. If we find the beauty of that and the positivity within the social media, it's a beautiful thing. Obviously, there's a ton of negative, but all we can do as people is just try to continue that positivity 
and continue to strive to present ourselves the way we want to be presented on on the internet like we wouldn't in real life. So I love having positive conversations about the G-Men. Uh, I'll obviously air some frustrations here and there. You know me. But yeah, I mean, we got to find some kind of silver lining with this team. We got to find some way to create hope. We're two and six, and I don't want to tank. I know it might be smart too, but I don't give a shit. Let's win as many damn football games and let's make teams fight like hell like the Chiefs had to do last week to win. Let's fight our asses off every single game that we have left. That's what I want from the rest of the season. No tanking. There is no time for it. I have no patience for it. Let's go out there and be a respectable football team like we were last year. A little bit. We gained a little bit of respect and now we're starting to slip up and lose it again. Let's go back out there and fight for that respect. That's all I got for you guys today. Uh, I love you guys. I'm excited about the matchup tomorrow against the Raiders. Like I said, I think it's a really winnable game. And, man, let's just go out there and win, man. Never know how to end this shit. But uh, let's just go out and win. Giant up. Signing off.